Blog Talk Radio. Another episode of Blog Talk Radio's Tech Expresso uh, Showcase. Each week, and sometimes not each week, we get together and engage our members with engaging uh, conversation around today's technology industry. Today's show will be a recap of the successful BDPA boot camp held in April. We had a lot of participation and shared a lot of good information with some uh, individuals looking to expand their careers and move to the next level. I'm joined here today with Mr. Derek Brown, Vice President of BDPA Atlanta Chapter. Good day, Derek. Good day to you, David. Glad to be here. And uh, as I was saying to everyone that's joining us today or that will be listening to our archives, that we're going to recap the boot camp, the successful boot camp we had uh, two months ago and do some, just to do some follow-up on the activities we identified, uh, the experiences we shared, and information for those that continue to follow us and continue to advance and prepare themselves for the next level, share some stories and ideas and um, uh, some follow-up with them to uh, help them stay on track. So on that note, let's. Uh, let, we have a few issues and uh, bullet points that we're going to talk about today. And first of all, it's clear that we cannot save everyone, and there's a lot of effort that the individuals themselves have to put in to this effort to uh, advance their own career and better themselves professionally and personally, whatever they're trying to get out of this experience with BDPA and Tech Expresso, um, uh, whatever they're trying to do. So, Derek, do you have any ideas on how people can continue to grow and um, and shape themselves uh, on the heels of that boot camp? Absolutely, David, absolutely. I, I would tie it back to one of my personal matches. You, you've heard it enough. It's build a network, leverage a network, and create an opportunity. But I think an addendum to that mandate would be have the intellectual and professional maturity to build upon what you started. And in a post-recessionary environment or given the life stresses that individuals go through every day, I think it might be fair to say that sometimes that may be a difficult proposition, you know. 
But um, still, at the end of the day, the bottom line is you have to own what you start. You have to own your own engagement, and you have to have the personal intestinal fortitude and mental acuity to carry through and see things to the finish line. Now, sometimes folks can hear a statement like that and say, well, that sounds trite. He's just talking about it. Well, I'm trying to talk about it, hopefully so that others will be about it, because I cannot pick you up by your shoulders, your knees, or your feet and drag you and 15 others to the finish line. I can barely drag myself. I have a hard enough time as it is day to day, you know. So at the end of the day, what I can do and I will do and I will freely do it is I will offer you a helping hand. I will help pick you up, and every once in a while I may even carry you. But it can't be an all or none proposition. I can't carry you the whole way. I can do the best that I can. I can open the doorway. I can show you the path and even lead you down the path. But at the end of the day, you've got to own it. And if you're not working exactly. on it, then you're not going to see it through. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's something we consistently emphasize um, within BDPA and Tech Expresso as well. We can we we can lead you to the water, but we can't make you drink. We can put you on the road, but we can't walk the path for you. That path is is your own, and it's each individual's own um, desire uh, uh, to, to uh, continue on that path. And we we've had successes. We've had a, a lot of individuals come through our program and move on to a successful um, beginnings of a career um, in, in, in various companies. Uh, some individuals that went through the Tech Expresso um, and helped us and interned with us, uh, they got a chance to uh, showcase those talents to individuals, uh, influential individuals, and they were themselves picked up for uh, paid internships and some even moved on to paid full-time positions. I don't want to drop any names at this point, but uh, those individuals know who they are, and they were able to maximize um, uh, their opportunities that BDPA and Tech Expresso uh, presented to them. Moving on, Derek. Let's 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 talk about people going into the program, or or any type of a program, any type of a networking program, uh, such as um, uh, BDPA's Success Alliance, or just uh, BDPA as it is, and uh, Tech Expresso, or any other of the networking organizations that that uh, provide them the ability uh, to engage other individuals like themselves to uh, keep them energized. Um, they, must, they must go in with uh, realistic expectations and, and be, as you mentioned earlier, being willing to do the work. No, absolutely, David. But before I engage you on that point, I do want to go back to our previous conversation on that question, just elaborate a little bit. Like you said, okay. I don't want to name names about the successes and failures, but I do want to get a bit more specific and perhaps we should use the appropriate word and say explicit. As you well know, we, myself, all of us who are involved in BDPA and other organizations, we love the people, clearly, or we would not be doing this. We don't get paid for it. 
But at the same time, we have personally set some expectations ourselves. We've said to other people, I have been known to do this, and I still will do it. I have said I can guarantee you a job. But within that statement, there are some clarifying points, and those clarifying points are when we come back to the professional maturity factor. We've had people go through our boot camp, our success alliance program. We've had two different versions of that pilot program, and we've had some successes come out of all of these activities. But without question, the people who have experienced the success not only finished the activities, but they owned the activities for themselves. They took everything that we said that we asked them to do, and they drove those activities to maximum efficiency. And I think that's the point that we've got to clarify in that statement, in that whole overarching question. If I offer you a guarantee and say that if you do these ten things that you'll get a job, I will stand by that guarantee. But at the end of the day, you can't get squeamish on me and try and say I did nine out of the ten things or I did five out of the ten things or you owe me something because I got engaged in the program in general. There was not a job waiting for you at the end of any of these programs unless you had the intentional fortitude, as I said before, to own it and go out and get it. I can't make it happen for you. All I can say is you go this way, you do these things, you know, turn at the roadside on the right and there will be a building that says hiring, you know, so to speak. That's an appropriate metaphor. But once you see the building and it says hiring, then walk through the door. Do the things that you know you need to do because you've internalized everything that I said, everything that you've said, David, everything that we've offered to these people before. You've done those things, and you've done them and met our expectations in terms of how you will perform at them. Once you do that, the guarantee takes care of itself because you're taking care of what you need to do in order to lock the job. So I just wanted to add that. I wanted to make sure that our audience hears us loud and clear. You own it, and that's the, the differentiating factor. You can do a ton of activities. You can be mediocre at them. You kind of watch your way through, you know, you know, back and forth. But if you don't do it to the utmost, and if you don't own it, then at the end of the day, it's not going to happen for you. And we cannot be held responsible for that type of outcome. And I think you would agree with me on that. I totally agree with you 110%. Uh, we have had success stories, and we have had not-so-successful stories. And even the not-so-successful stories, you learn more from your failures than you do your successes. And in those failures, you have to have the ability to look at that failure and break it down and analyze it and see exactly what you did. And and, and as an individual, if if you do not possess that skill set, you can reach out to the same individuals that put you on this path. We are here to help you as individuals and, and help you process what you've done and what, what you could have done better uh, to position yourself better. There's even in successes, there there should always be something that you're trying to improve upon. Uh, the road is never uh, uh, done uh, and, and until we are done as human beings. Uh, there's a it's a continuous growth process, and there's mo- as I mentioned it, 
uh, earlier, there's more growth in your failures than there are in your successes. Absolutely, and that ties us right back into the second question most appropriately. I mean, you got to do the work. You got to do the work, and you got to understand that you know what you were just talking about is what I like to call my old ten-point plan for critical success: the rule of failure. You know, the rule of failure states you will fail, but the testament of your failure is what you learn from it. How do you take the information that comes out of your failure? Because each and every failure creates a ton of data. The fact of the matter is, you got to be willing to grab that data and turn that into value-adding information. Learn from it, like you said. So that requires a great deal of work. If you go into one of these programs, be it something offered by BDPA, Tech Expresso, or one of my lots of job approaches, if you go into this stuff with the expectation that someone is going to halfway you through or that, you know, you're going to kind of go through a checklist of ten items and it's going to be all good, then you have the wrong expectations. And one thing I will not own is I will not own having set those expectations inappropriately. Every person who comes to me is going to get the right statement. I'm going to lay it out quite clearly, just as I know you will, David, and we will set the expectations appropriately. But, again, it goes back to what you're willing to do. Will you do the work? The work requires a great deal of effort. In my life of job process, I'm asking people to do what they, a lot of them look at and think is a ton of stuff. And I've had some people come back to me at the end of the day and go, well, you know, I did it, but when I ask them about the details, and they say, well, you know, you owe me a job. I asked them, did you do what I said do? And they say, well, I didn't do that piece. Well, where did I tell you that if you skip a piece, it's going to work out? <laughs> you know, if I ask you to do five things and you do four, how do you figure it's going to work? It's not how it's played. That's not how you get to end the job. That's not how you achieve critical success. And I've got a perfect example, and I'll just clarify it on this one statement, and you've heard me say this one before. If you work in IT, you've got to have a web presence. You have to have a website. And in this day and age, it makes no sense for any person working in IT not to be able to go out to the web and find your presence. It speaks well of what you do. It emphasizes your skill set to the utmost degree so that wherever you are on your career path, people can go and see what you have to offer and see exactly what kind of value-added proposition you create when they engage with you. But if you don't do that, you're not doing half of what I'm asking you to do. And if you're not going to do those things, then your expectations aren't set appropriately. But you can't blame me for that, you know. I will gladly hold your hand, but you've got to be willing to grip tight, not halfway. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely, Derek. You have, and, and once again, you have to be willing to do the work. Not some of the work, but all of the work. As a matter of fact, we have another caller that's calling into the bridge. Let's find out who that is. Hi, who do we have on the call? This is Jacqueline. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hi. I just wanted to say uh, hello. I'm, I'm not going to speak long. Um, you guys are doing a great job, and uh, as well, I, I hope everyone has their pen and pencil and and taking notes because this is this is valuable information and, and very timely because uh, you need those kind of touch points. We had the boot camp about three months ago, so this is a, a great way to refresh that and re-energize yourself and apply those things that you, you learn there. It's a continuous process improvement. It doesn't end, and, and these guys uh, are going to give you a lot of good information. So uh, good luck with the show, you guys, and, and continue to 
just sow those seeds of wisdom. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Jacqueline. And everyone, everyone that's listening in or is listening to this archive session here, she said something that was very emphatic and uh, so very profound. You have to continue to do the work. Uh, that boot camp that we had was very successful, and I know everyone came out of that extremely energized. We recently had a networking mixer, BDPA Atlanta networking uh, mixer, and some of those individuals who participated in that boot camp are still with us today. Um, I missed my opportunity to engage them in some more conversation to see how uh, how how their uh, path is uh, moving along. But um, I'll look forward to engaging them uh, next time and and helping re helping re them reinforce the uh, the activities and what needs to be done for them to move to the next level. Derek, uh, how was your experience at the uh, Baba Bar, at the uh, networking event? Well, you told me that, you know, I was having a great time. <laughs> but I will say that just engaging with you folks and having some conversations, I continue to hear good things. The people who were engaged in the boot camp, in my opinion, are continuing to work. You know, part of it is remaining engaged, and, and, and that's very important. One of the things we definitely talk about is that, you know, this process takes time. It's not an overnight thing. It won't happen just that fast. It takes work. So if you continue to do the work, if you continue to put in the effort, if you continue to remain engaged, in time what you need to happen will happen. But professional development is something that, you know, it requires you to continue every day, check off your task list, work on those specific points. Some of the things that people learned coming out of the boot camp, they were saying to themselves, you know, I, I, don't, I don't do that well or I didn't consider that particular item or aspect of what I've been doing. Write those things down. You know, stay engaged on those particulars. And I think this is a perfect point in terms of network engagement to point out that, you know, we're going to have the BDPA, uh, Executive Minority Information Technology Forum, on July 11th at the Crown Plaza Ravinia. So what does that mean? That means you will be able to attend an outstanding gala event where you will be able to create your network and build it even higher. And as I was stating earlier, you know, when you expand on your network, you can expand on your opportunities. Build a network, leverage a network, create an opportunity. You've got to continue to say it because it has so much meaning. You know, so coming out of the, the, the meetups, and, you know, we'll continue to have more of those, these are continuing opportunities for people to do the things that are necessary in order to rebuild their brand and differentiate and learn appropriately. Those are big things that I've been pushing folks to try to internalize and understand critically going forward as the economy improves. When opportunities present themselves, how do you present yourself as the preeminent candidate amongst the sea of people that are all clamoring for the same job? The things that we introduced at the boot camp are those skill sets that you can leverage to make yourself the identifiable brand, the person that is, in everyone's estimation, perfect for the spot, that you can lock the job. But you only know that stuff if you get engaged. And, that, and, and in that instance, that's another good plug for Technology Expresso and BDPA. Get engaged in the processes and things that we're putting out there. Come to the Crown Ravinia and see what we're doing at the IT Forum. Learn from us and benefit yourself. I think it's an 
absolutely worthwhile exercise, and, and I encourage everyone in the audience to attend. That's, that's absolutely, and and we can get more information about that forum, I believe, at the uh, uh, at the BDPA website, Deborah. Yes, that's it, AtlantaBDPA.org. Again, that's AtlantaBDPA.org. Thank you, thank you. And everyone has, uh, back to our points here, uh, everyone has to understand that personal and professional development is a process. It's a continuous improvement process, as Jacqueline said. There is no magic bullet or magic wand, and you have to be willing to do the work. And what does that work look like? It's different for everyone. It may require a, an upgrade or an update of your look, depending on what environment you're coming out of and what environment you're going into. And that's something that you should touch base with individuals in those areas that you're trying to get into and, and, and see what what changes you might need to uh, make. Of course, the, the changes or updates uh, that you make are your own decisions, but look at those individuals in, at the next level and see what you want to emulate. It may it could be as simple as a haircut that may make that may bring you up to date. It could be a change in wardrobe that puts you uh, that separates you from a part. It could be your language developing more of those soft skills. That that's the work, ladies and gentlemen. That's the actual that's part of the actual work that we're referring to when we say you have to be willing to do the work and and take the words of wisdom and the advice from your mentors or your coaches or your uh, networking associates at the next level that the the advice that they're going to give you that they give you at the BDPA events, at the Tech Espresso events. The, the, that information that we give you that to help propel you to the next level. Well, there are some students. Absolutely. Yes, yes. There are there are some students and participants that you really enjoy seeing and following up with. You know, and so you say, what makes a good student? What makes a person coachable? And some of those things are attitude, the spirit of learning. Uh, you, their coachability, how well they're absorbing that information. Um, are they attentive? Do, do you feel engaged with speaking with them? Uh, we, we, we run into these good students, these good type of people every day at our events, and they're great to work with, and they, they make you want to help them even more. So it's we love helping people that are ready to help themselves. So if someone if someone attended the boot camp, and this is a great time to check in with them, uh, you know, a lot of us tend to fall back on some of our old practices before the boot camp. I know every networking event I go to, I feel re-energized, and 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 sometimes if I feel re-energized, then that's tell, that's me being introspective and saying, okay, I was not so energized before this boot camp. So that's what I want to look at uh, about continuing to stay energized, and, and that's my own work. So staying energized, uh, always looking to improve myself, to position myself for that next opportunity, that next challenge. Um, Derek, 
how do you feel as you're doing when you're trying to prepare yourself for that next challenge or, say, that next book that you're looking to write? What do you do to bring yourself up to that level? Well, when I'm getting ready to face a challenge, you know, some of us look at things a little differently. You know, we're each individuals. We all have our own perspectives on life. I get stoked by a challenge, but the challenge has to be something that I'm passionate about. I like to tell people when I'm willing to help them that I am motivation. You know, and I really don't I don't tend to tell people no. So I tell them I am your motivation. If you're not motivated, let me motivate you. But what's clear about that is that my motivation can only carry you so far. My motivation is my preparation for my own challenge. My, med- my own motivation is how I look at something and say I'm getting ready to tackle this. And my passion and my motivation combined together propel me forward. I get excited. I get excited. I can be my stomach sometimes as a flip. I'm not necessarily comfortable, but I know I want to do this. And that's how I get psyched about trying to attack the next thing. Those feelings, that, that perspective, that, that way of going about doing what I do is what I try to impart to others. Now, there's a very salient point that we must consider around trying to excel and propel ourselves to the next level, and it's something that I think everyone should consider critically. If you're going to move yourself, you're going to change yourself, then you have to consider change. Change is something that we tend to not want to engage in. No matter what we say, we often find it difficult to do because it's uncomfortable. What I often tell people, and this is something that I actually learned as a champion of diversity on the diversity council at my company, I like to lean into discomfort, and I tell others to do the same. Because, you see, if it's uncomfortable, then you know that you are engaged in something that will change you. From a positive standpoint, you want the change to be meaningful, to be value-added, to turn you into something better. You have to be willing to lean into discomfort, engage in the thing that makes you shift left or right, the thing that moves you out of your seat. If you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to become the person you may feel you were meant to be. You may think it. You may want it, but you're not willing to do the work. And doing the work requires that you be a little uncomfortable. And often enough, we're not ready to be uncomfortable, but we can. The majority of us can. So all we need to do is lean a little into discomfort, embrace it wholeheartedly, and say, I'm going to be about to change. I'm going to be about to change. Now, another thing I add to that is I just said it requires some passion in order to realize that motivation, whether that motivation is internal or external. But in order for you to be passionate about it, it has to be the thing that you really want to do. And I want to hit on this point most certainly because often enough we find ourselves doing something we don't want to do. BDPA is centered around IT. All of us are IT people, so to speak. Everyone out there wasn't meant to be in IT. And that's something that I want folks to understand quite clearly. If you're in the job and you're doing it to get the check, then you can do that, and you may well have to do that, and you will do that until you can do something else. But if you're not passionate about what you're doing, I highly encourage you to get out and do the other thing that you're passionate about just as soon as you can. Now, some folks may say, I can't make enough money doing the thing that I'm passionate about. Well, then how can you strike a balance in your life so that the answer means you're happy and you're doing well and you're doing well enough? 
You know, those are the things you have to consider. If you're passionate about painting pictures, but you know for the life of you, no one is ever going to buy your painting. You're not going to be at the Picasso. But painting makes you happy. Well, then, hell, maybe you need to be having a job where you can pay the bills, do what you need to do for yourself and your family, but you're not going to necessarily be making six figures. But guess what you get to do for two hours a day? You carve out enough time to paint, and you are budgeting and living your life appropriately, again, leaning into discomfort around this type of change, so that at the end of the day, you are quite comfortable. You've achieved your goal. You're living your passion. You're painting your pictures. And who knows, 100 years after you're gone, your paintings may well be important. But that's not the point. The point is you're living the life that you were meant to live because you're happy doing it, and at the same time, you can pay the bills. For those of you that are working in your passion or very close to it, maybe you need to lean a little into this comfort to make sure you're maximizing your potential. You're realizing exactly what it is you need to be doing. It requires finding the details, focusing on them, putting together that fundamental plan, and then executing on it. That's my methodology. That's the SE all day and day, plain and simple. Execute on that plan so that you can be stoked, so that you can meet the challenge, so that you can be motivated, and again, so that you're living your passion. Ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking with Derek Brown, the Vice President of BDPA Atlanta Chapter and author. Derek, uh, thank you for that. That's uh, That was very fruitful. I really appreciate what you said there, especially lean into dis- discomfort. That sounds like the title of your next book, personally, or uh, <laughs> or or our next uh, discussion on Technology Expresso's uh our blog talk radio show or our technology showcase, that is really profound, leaning into discomfort. That's something that can be applied to so many different areas of of your life. So moving on and, and, and speaking still about our boot camp, this is how successful that boot camp was that we're still talking about it months later. Uh, as an analogy, when when, you, when a soldier goes through basic training, does he does he not exercise the rest of his career to maintain his combat readiness? Uh, I drove. I was driving by LA Fitness today, and I see people going in, in and out of that place. And I said, those individuals went to a boot camp, and they are doing the work. They are continuing to exercise to maintain their readiness. And developing your, yourself professionally is not a one-time event, just as developing yourself physically. It's an ongoing process. It's a continuous process, and you should continue to do that. As we say, if, if you're not moving forward, you're, you're slipping back. If you're standing still, you're sliding. So you have to keep moving forward. So as we move forward on this journey, as everyone moves forward on this journey to successful um, career fulfillment, the question is what are you doing personally and professionally um, to develop yourself? Are you joining any groups? Are you networking? Are you reading, uh, reading for certifications? What are the challenges that you're putting in front of yourself to move forward. Uh, some individuals that I know still do not have a network present, as Derek touched on earlier. That's very important. Um, 
you see or you see them at one event and you don't see them for a while and they reemerge later this this improvement is a continuous process and you have to maintain uh c- connection with the individuals um and uh that look to help you so you can help yourself uh, do you have a mentor what what is your inspiration who is it that you're patterning yourself after for your individual growth? These are all questions you should be asking yourself to uh, um, uh, to help prepare yourself and challenge yourself with an answer. If you have to ask yourself mentally, write down your answer and see if it passes your own litmus test. Derek, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, absolutely, and I want to pick up right where you left off, David. Writing the thing down is absolutely critically important. In terms of my methodology, 3FP, 5, focus, establish the fundamentals, and execute, writing with a pencil and a piece of paper is a fundamental activity that will help you problem solve. So it's interesting that you bring up that specific point in terms of how we get to where we get to, because yesterday I was speaking at an empowerment summit, and we came across some of the same types of bills. You know, if people will say, well, Mr. Brown, what could I do in order to secure my job? I'm not in IT. But the things that you're saying, the principles seem sound. I, and I answered, I said, well, you know, you need to be asking the right questions. You need to write the questions down, and you need to make sure that the answers are appropriate and geared towards achieving your personal success. If you want to work in a specific field and you see the person that you want to emulate, this person I was talking to, she already knew what she wanted to do. She knew the job. She even had a few people. I said, well, you need to dig a little deeper. Because you need to get specific. Now that you know the position, what are the things you need to do to center yourself appropriately to claim that spot? You know that you want to start emulating this person. So we've got a what, but you've got to get a how. What are the things you're going to do to kind of brand yourself in that mold? When are you going to start doing it? Why are you doing it? Don't be so grand and wide as to say, I just want to be like him. Well, why do you want to be like him? How does this specific thing speak to your passion? And then on top of that conversation, we went into things like joining groups, reading more material, getting more education, getting a certification. It comes down again to those core elementary school critical questions. Who, what, when, how, how, and why? Ask those things at every specific point. Because, see, if you're going to go ahead and get yourself three certifications and you don't know why, you just think it's good to be getting that extra education, then you may very well be wasting your money. To get the spot that you want, it might not require a certification. Or maybe it does. Or maybe the certification is an enhancer and it grows your own personal knowledge so that from the standpoint of you being a strong value add, you can differentiate what the certification does for you as opposed to a host of others that have the same type of certification. Ask those critical questions so that when you do engage the people who control the gate to the spot that you want, you are adding so much value that you stand out from the crowd. And all of that goes back to pen and paper. Write this stuff down. Ask these questions. Answer those questions. There are two organizations in Atlanta right now where you're saying, if I join these organizations, I can expand my network. Well, really? Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. Have you asked yourself the critical questions? Well, which ones? Well, like, why do you need to join both? That's really a good question. Maybe you need to join both because some of the contacts you want to make, one go, two or three go to one group, Two or three go to the other. Or maybe you can accomplish the same thing with just one. These are honest and forthright questions that we honestly don't engage ourselves in enough. 
ask those critical questions along the path to achieving your personal critical success and your path towards that goal will be a lot smoother. Again, you will be uncomfortable going back to what we said before, but discomfort is good. Discomfort promotes change. It moves you out of space. So those are the things that you need to be doing. But, again, all along the way, ask those critical questions. Build your network. Build the right network. Meet the right people. Ask the right people the right questions. Get engaged appropriately and create your opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you, Derek. And, again, leaning into discomfort, uh, where is your comfort zone? Uh, it takes uh it takes energy, it takes effort, it takes um, a challenge to step outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes we can't do that by, by ourselves. And that's where the BDPA organization and the Tech Expresso organization, we are there to help you uh, provide and provide you the necessary feedback to navigate that discomfort or to help you step out into that discomfort area. So as you're in this uncomfortable area, you may have setbacks. There may be failures. In life, there are always failures. So failure is growth, and failure is an opportunity to change. And a lot of individuals try and quit before they can reap the benefits. There is no time or no distance on success. There's no definitive length there. You will always have successes and you will always have a certain amount of failures and opportunity to change and grow. And when you have those failures, it's more important how you, it's most important how you deal with that failure, how you deal with that challenge, how you deal with those setbacks. And sometimes you may, you may not be able to do that individually. That's where you lean on your network. Lean into discomfort. That your discomfort may be engaging someone and speaking about that discomfort. People don't speak about failures and challenging and challenging issues well. They don't share well uh, those type of uh, events. And you have to engage your partners and your team members in these organizations to help you with these type experiences. Uh, you, you'll learn a lot if you. If the more you talk, the more comfortable you'll feel with it. And that's that's an opportunity to grow in itself, your ability to talk about and speak about those challenging situations. That is growth in itself. So another point is we try to ask people to come up with a personal motto. Me, personally, recently I picked up one uh, uh, from actually it's a quote from Bruce Lee and it's about being water. He basically is saying, uh, be like water and become formless. If you put water in a cup, it becomes a cup. If you put water into a square, it becomes the square. Water can flow or it can crash. It can solidify and be hard as ice, and it can liquidate and be water. So my motto is be like water, fill the gaps. And I try to do that in my professional career. Uh, as, you, as I morph into so many different things as a project manager, I put myself in the middle of a lot of discomfort and uh, challenging situations, and I try to fill that gap. So 
that's how I um, try to live my uh, professional career, and some of that bleeds over into my personal career. So it's being water, and I don't uh, preach it, but it's something I just practice. I've always tried to fill that gap. Uh, so you look in the mirror sometimes at yourself and say, okay, what do I want to be? What do I need to do to move to the next level? And and bounce that off to some of your uh, some of your friends and some of your uh, uh, close confidants and see um, uh, uh, see how they feel about it. Ask them for some feedback on it. See if it passes the litmus test of critical, critical feedback from others. Uh, that's uh, really important. You have to be willing to accept feedback, and sometimes it's negative feedback. Don't you agree, Derek? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Negative feedback and positive feedback are both good, but you do not always get what you want. But sometimes, as the commercial of the song says, you get what you need, right? And sometimes that negative feedback is what you need. You know, that you know, folks often say nothing worthwhile is easy and fun all the time, but it's worthwhile. Again, it takes us back to leading into discomfort. You know, do the thing that has rigor because rigor grows you and makes you stronger. You know, we're talking about personal mandates. One of my biggest ones, which everything I think I do tries to stem from, is the path to wisdom is brightly illuminated by the light of perspective, which is a statement about critical thinking, which you, as you well know, I'm huge on critical thinking. So you always have to be asking the right questions. You have to be willing to lean into them. But at that root of that is your ability to stop and take a holistic look, not only at yourself, but at the world and how you engage it. I like to say to my family and most especially my daughter, I like to say to her often enough that, you know, knowledge is important, knowledge is strength, knowledge is true freedom, and knowledge is also love. Now, some may say, especially on that last one, that you're tying two diametrically opposed forces together, but I don't like to look at it like that. One is not cold and clinical and the other passionate. I think in truth they're both passionate and much better off when you bring them together. No matter how you love, whether it be an activity or your pursuit of a career or a job or the person that you spend your life with, in-depth knowledge about either aspect only makes that stronger. And that's the thing you have to consider. That's how, in my opinion, you personally grow. And as you engage others in that activity, be they folks that you look up to or folks that are in a position to judge you, the feedback that you get around those activities is very important. Again, that's information. It's knowledge. It can be value-added, whether it's positive or negative. It might not be fun, but at the end of the day, it most certainly will be worthwhile. Thanks, Derek. I believe also that um, the number one enemy that undermines the uh, the programs that uh, that we're engaged in, BDPA and the Technology Espresso and other IT forms, and the individual, and that's impatience and unrealistic expectations. Now, I, I know we've touched on this point earlier in our conversation here today, and it's an important issue. Otherwise, we would not be revisiting it. So um, as I mentioned, as I mentioned also, there's no definitive length on this path of success or improvement and, uh, and career advancement. It's, it's a path that's never-ending. So it's, it's it's easy to fall back uh, to old patterns and 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 not take on those challenges. Um, additionally, 
people can fall into a job search black hole. I mean, you know, and so how do you pull yourself out of a downward spiral? No one's calling you. There are no second interviews. At that point, you have to reach out to your to your mentors, your coaches, and your your partners in this event, in the networking, your B, the contacts you made at the boot camp, your, uh, the confidants you have at BDPA or Technology Expresso. People are there to help you if you're willing to help yourself. So at that point, you are leaning into discomfort. You're not comfortable not being successful where where you're looking for work and no one's calling you. That's that's an uncomfortable situation. There's no second interviews as I mentioned. You have to reach out to these professionals that are willing to help you and and help you find out where your gaps are. What are what is it that you're not doing? Because eventually the work is your own. You have to be willing to do the work. But you have to define the work. You have to have that work defined. Where do I need to improve? So uh, that's important, and and that in, those engagements, engaging with BDPA and Technology Expresso, those engagements help you stay encouraged and keep you moving forward. Um, engaging Derek Brown and and BDPA and and even his three FE program, there's a lot of motivation in there and a lot of energy in those readings and and writings that he developed that will help you prepare for the next level. Uh, Derek, can you talk a little bit more? And I know we visited this issue uh, time and time again, but that's how important it is, and that's how beneficial I believe it is to everyone in BDPA, uh, Technology Espresso, and our guests. Uh, 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 talk a little bit more about your 3FE program. Well, the, the 3FE methodology itself is a tool for motivational empowerment. I like to call it the everyday person's critical thinking tool. Because a lot of times folks may, and there are several aspects to it, folks may think that they already know what critical thinking is and if they do it, they may hear it as part of a political conversation and say that, yeah, we, we, we already know what that is and we're doing it and you're not the one doing it. And that's always something to watch for because the moment someone says you're not doing something, then that person isn't thinking critically. Again, it goes back to my one of my own personal mandates and mottos path to wisdom is brightly illuminated by the light of perspective. So 3SE is about finding, focusing, establishing a fundamental plan and executing on it. In that process of problem solving, you have to consider multiple perspectives. And only when you're doing that are you thinking critically. So we take that from solving whatever problem you may be encountering to focusing on something a bit more specific like locking the job. And that's where 3SE locked the job came from. It's not just a statement, but it's a process. And there are certain things that you must do, in my personal opinion, in order to lock the job in a 21st century post-recessionary environment, from building an appropriate web presence, from building a network and leveraging a network and creating an opportunity appropriately, asking the right questions and knowing how to engage in a network environment. And then on top of both of those activities, putting all this information together with your new rebranding approach to finding a job, putting on the appropriate hat in the appropriate setting speaking the appropriate way, looking the right way, sounding the right way, being knowledgeable about whatever it is you're engaging. All of that is 3FE locks the job. And within that, also, we talk about from a branding perspective, what does the resume really mean? Yesterday, I did a presentation at the Empowerment Summit with Dr. Sills, and 
Dr. Sills is uh, he's a, an expert as well in terms of consulting and doing what you need to do in order to improve your career. And she had a concept that I was going to start to incorporate in my own activity, and it's, you know, view the job or finding a job as your job. And one of her main points is knocking from door to door. Folks don't necessarily do that anymore, but I think in terms of what I presented and what she said at the end, this kind of helps close the loop, and I just want to make sure the audience picks up on it. When I talk about the red resume treatment, I mean taking your resume and differentiating it appropriately. I tell folks, put your picture on it, put a little bit of color on it. Some folks have taken it too far, and they've turned their resumes into rainbows. That's not what I mean. I mean putting a little red on it to highlight certain aspects, or maybe you put some red and black on there to show profit loss if you're trying to get a job in a department that's a P&L. However you're doing it, you're making your resume not only highlight the aspects that make you qualified for the job, you're standing out from everyone else. And once you put that in the system, Maybe you can do what Dr. Seals mentioned, and that says go door to door. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with walking into a institution saying, I'd like to speak to someone about getting a job in your consulting department, your IT consulting department. And they go, well, you know, we have a process for that. And you go, yeah, I've already submitted my resume, but I wanted to give someone here today an opportunity to meet me. How radical is that? So that takes us back to what all of my 3FP lots of job process is about differentiation, appropriate execution, rebranding, and standing out from the crowd. You've got to do the things that make you look different. So if you feel that you are not getting any callbacks, ask the critical question. Why? Think radical. Get outside the box. What can you do to make sure you get a callback? What can you do that no one else is doing? There are a ton of people sitting there waiting on a call. But then ask yourself, if my job right now is to get a job and I've got to do my job, why am I sitting at home? You can't call about two or three days a week to go to building to building to close the loop on some of the resumes you put out there. Let them see just how eager you are. Let them see how dynamic you are. Let them see how radical you are. There's nothing like closing a loop, and there is nothing old school or past around showing up and saying, I'm in the system, I've already submitted all my information, but I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to meet me. And if anyone back there has five minutes so they can sit down with me as a potential candidate, I would love to tell them what I can bring to the organization. That's quite high. That's great. Nothing like it. That's great. That's a great idea, Derek. And that is that radical thinking. And it takes thinking outside the box at times. Some some people create a YouTube video of their interview, and uh, some people uh, do a, a voice um, recording of. Uh, of an interview uh, to position themselves and hand it to those influential people. There may not be an opportunity to actually walk into the company's main office, but engaging in those individuals or successful individuals at networking events and saying, well, I have a copy of my resume um, on, on a jump drive and hand that to them discreetly and professionally. Uh, uh, these networking events uh, afford you the opportunity to meet some uh, engaging individuals, and sometimes influential individuals. You never know um, who you're going to meet at these networking events. You may meet your next employer. You may meet, meet your next uh, uh, cube mate. You never know. Uh, a lot of these events that I've gone to uh, that Derek has mentioned and that Jacqueline attends and that we've attended together have been full of very influential people that know they they cannot pull the string and give you a job, but you have the 
ability and the opportunity to make an impression on someone. And if you are remembered when your name pops up, they may remember you and make that connection. And that may have a certain amount of influence right there on the spot. You never know who you're going to engage or who you're going to meet. So treat every opportunity, every networking event, every professional that you engage as an opportunity or a possibility there and present yourself well. So stay encouraged. We have a lot of success stories. Um, there was there was an, an individual that worked with the uh, uh, Tech Espresso Group as an intern. He ended up uh, doing some volunteer work for Tech Espresso. Um, he did an internship, and now he is on a paid internship. There are other individuals that have permanent positions now after interning with Technology Espresso. Um, we placed an individual as an intern with a, a new budding uh, software development and website company, uh, David Grant, uh, uh, the owner of that company. So a shout out to him and his small business, and good luck to him in his future endeavors. So with that said, I'd like to say uh, Technology Expresso can help coordinate matches with interns and small businesses. So as an intern, stay engaged with us. As a small business, engage us, and let's see if we can make that match for you. Um, shout out to uh, uh, Derek Brown, uh, who uh, spent some time here with us today going over our boot camp recap and different ways to keep you motivated and energized and uh, on your path to success. Thanks a lot, Derek. Absolutely. Glad to participate, David. Glad to participate. So, everyone, please stay tuned with Technology Expresso on our blog talk radio station. Stay in touch with the BDPA Atlanta chapter via BDPA Atlanta chapter, uh, BDPA slash Atlanta.org. Derek, did I get that right? AtlantaBDPA.org. That's it. Thank you very much, Derek. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and stay tuned to Technology Expresso Blog Talk Radio for our future episodes. Thanks, everyone. Bye.